0: What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, people? It's me, Mr. Gavin Cameron, um, and this is another episode of How Do You Do It podcast. Uh, This week, I am sitting down with a lady called Melissa Shervington. Um, I've known Melissa for a couple of years now. She's actually a client of mine. She bought a few vehicles from me, which I'm ever so grateful for. Um, But today, she's going to talk about her journey as an entrepreneur um, from the start um, school in Birmingham, up to the point recently where she grew and sold um, an amazing estate agent called Amity Properties. This business had properties like well over seven figure properties uh, for sale and the way she did it was very unique. So it's an amazing story. I hope you enjoy it. And thanks for listening. So yeah, it's a big changes at the end of last year going into the new decade. That's it. The rest of it. Mm -hmm. How was that?
1: It's been a transition. I think I'm still going through that transition. So going through the changes of selling my estate agency business into a new year. Yeah. I thought it would be, you know, hit the switch, yeah. start the new chapter. Really. Started the new year. The emotions kicked in.
0: So obviously we spoke, and then you told me that it was happening. I yeah. think it. know it didn't quite. It wasn't quite done at that point. I don't think.
1: Yeah, we were approaching that yeah, It was, at that point. was like,
0: I feel like. Crossing the T's, dotting the I's sort of thing it sounded like. Yeah, that was it. What was it like when them T's got crossed and the I's got dotted? What was the So leading
1: leading up, I was going through the, the process, you know, More just like
0: n- a, part of the work, work day?
1: Yeah, so with the with the end goal in mind, okay, this is the handover date, let's get everything in order, so it was all full steam ahead. Um and I guess I'm used to having that structure. Mm. Although I wasn't in the business as such, it was still having the structure of having a team to check in on each morning, um, making sure we were on target, reviewing at the end of the week, end of the month. And then all of a sudden, the new year started. The first Monday of the year, I thought, OK, so.
0: So was it the day when you actually no longer like owned the business? Was that? Around Christmas, what do you remember? The, was the actual date?
1: So the cut-off date was the twentieth of December. That's when I handed so it's, over. It's
0: basically Christmas.
1: Yeah. So then it was Christmas, New Year. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're in family mode, and then yeah. all of a sudden, twenty twenty starts when you you know you get back into that first week in, and it's I, I felt a little bit lost at first. Um, I didn't realize it would hit me the way that it did. Um, it took a couple of weeks, and I and I'm out of that now. But it it was. It was an emotional week, I have to say, I the first imagine, week man. of the month,
0: yeah. I can imagine. So, I mean, we'll come back to the details of what we're talking about, um, the the success that Amity was and you achieving that, that goal, which, to be honest, you told me you was going to do exactly what you did. Yeah. And I think I put it on social media. It, it's, um, to see someone do something that they told you they were going to do with su- such, what's, what's the word, like, such passion. Yeah, conviction. That's the word I'm looking for. When you first told me, the first meeting, first conversation, you said I'm gonna do this and um yeah, it was just amazing to see you do it. So congratulations. Thank um, you. Um and yeah, but before all that, how did it start? Because obviously you didn't just wake up or was born and own amity. How was um how was it growing up in Birmingham and um okay. education, all the rest of it? How how okay how did so, it start for Melissa?
1: So growing up, um I didn't whilst in school i wasn't clear on exactly what i wanted to do in the long run um and i felt a bit a bit different let's say um to the other students because i went to initially i went to primary school in hansworth and then i went to secondary school but that was grammar school
0: yeah. um
1: and everybody was very much academically driven um parents had a, a big influence on on a lot of their futures so it was like you will be a doctor you will be a lawyer um type thing Whereas my parents were more relaxed, but yeah, obviously wanted me to take my own route, but ensuring that I had that education platform to be able to build on. Um, So I left school at 16, didn't stay on for sixth form, one of three in the whole year. Um, Always knew, I guess, that I had an entrepreneurial flair inside, but didn't quite recognise what it was at that stage. What do you
0: think? Looking back, what what was it that made you think I've got that entrepreneurial flair, as you put it?
1: Always looking at new ideas, always looking at ventures, um, ideas of, okay, we can capitalise on this, we could make money out of this, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. getting bored quite quickly, yeah. um, just not seeing that education was a long-term route for me. Yeah. Um, and... I guess, I think age 16, I started Silver Service, which a lot of young people at my age did then. Yeah, yeah. Um, waitress, travelled all around the country doing that. And by 17, I thought, right, I need to set up an, an agency myself, you know. So just looking at, okay, what profit is this company making off us? How can we capitalise on that? And started a business plan around that. And that was age 17. So I always knew, although I didn't pursue with that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always knew you that. You had it in you. I wanted to run a business, um, but I just wasn't clear in exactly what it was going to be at that stage.
0: Interesting. So going back a little bit. So you're saying you went to school in Handsworth. Yeah. um, And then secondary school was a grammar school, which was where? In Handsworth. It was also in Handsworth. Yeah. Okay. So even though they're in the same area, obviously I've I've been in Birmingham a little while now. Yeah. I can imagine a normal public school, I think it's called. Yeah. In Handsworth compared to going to the secondary school, which would have been...
1: Very different.
0: What Just to give the listeners an idea of the difference in what you had to go from one to the other and how, how that affected you, if, if at all.
1: Okay, huge cultural shift. Um, so going from primary school, um, which was mainly black, minority, ethnic, although I don't like that term, mm-hmm. but um, and then going into a senior school, which was majority white, mm-hmm. um, and then being the minority it was it, it was difficult to go through that transition because most people who were attending the school weren't from the area they were from yeah, yeah. outside the area and all your
0: friends that you were with None of them were there,
1: yeah. None of them were there, which so is a major thing at that age, huge, yeah. huge. So, I, I went through seasons of actually lying about which school I went to, really. Yeah, it oh, wow. was crazy. Yeah, so you know. who
0: would you like? Like just your peers, like your friends in the area, just era. peers.
1: You know, people would say, What school do you go to? And I jump on the bandwagon, I go to Dartmouth High, just along to with fit in, the, just crazy. to fit in. You know, which looking back now, I recognize that was an identity crisis, yeah, 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 of course. Um, of course. and then as I pursued and, and went through school, then I I I took, I had a different mindset as I was going into sort of like fourth year, fifth year, approaching leaving. But it was a cultural shock, I'd say, a complete cultural shock for me.
0: And whilst you was at the primary school, I presume to get into the the, the other school you was in, you had to obviously be performing at a certain level. Yeah. Did you, did that change, did you see a change in the fact that you was excelling past everybody else at primary and then secondary was it more levelled off? Did that?
1: Yes, I would say primary definitely. I was definitely excelling. Mm. Um and then secondary school I was sort of I'd say same level. Yeah. Um always knew I had more potential. Didn't really put my all, if I'm honest, hundred yeah. percent into my work. No, that's fair enough. Um I can remember a time being um my headmistress called my parents in school. This was year ten. And said, if I don't pull my socks apart, I'm likely to leave there without passing a single GCSE. Oh, wow. Which gave really? I can remember the look on my dad's face yeah. on that day. <laughs> I thought, okay, I need you to, to book a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did leave with 10 GCSEs A to C. So I did it in the end. But yeah. I knew that I had the potential. I just didn't have the passion for it at the time. Um, looking back now, I wish I'd put more effort into into my education at that stage. That's
0: interesting because me even, I'd say I was gonna say people listening, but even me sitting across the table from you talking, knowing you personally, knowing what you've achieved, um, in a business sense, why do you feel that way? Why why do you feel that if you could go back you would change that, even though you're you're here now today?
1: Not so much for the grades, but for the the work ethos. Although uh, okay, I picked yeah. that up later on in life. Um okay. but the discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the the, the discipline, the structure, Mm -hmm. sticking to it. Because then I kind of went off the rails for a period of time. Right. But I believe if I'd had that discipline from that age, that I would have avoided certain mistakes I've made along the way. I get you. Okay. That's
0: interesting. Okay, cool. So I mean, you got to year eleven, GCSEs, etc. um and then you say you didn't go on to do any further education or no college or anything. Was that a decision you came to easily? Did something you knew like from that meeting at year year 10 with your headmistress was like that? Nah, I need to get out of here as I soon need as to possible. Get out of this institution.
1: <laughs> no, I um I wanted freedom. Yeah. That's what I was longing for. Um very strict school, very, very um and I was a rebel and I just didn't like abiding by the rules. Yeah. So freedom was my main drive, so yeah. I went to Cadbury College for a short time yeah, um, and just enjoyed the freedom, but then once I had the taste of freedom, yeah, I wanted more of it, and then I completely came out of education for a time period. Do
0: you think that taste of freedom is partly why you've gone down the route of owning your own business? Because obviously that was before the silver service and all the rest of it, and the first... business idea or whatever do you think
1: yeah definitely um I think just having that I'm I'm blessed to have parents I mean they were definitely they had me grounded and I was disciplined but then they also allowed me to make my own mistakes yeah yeah. you know and I'm grateful for that and I think just having that freedom and being able to experience work um as well as going back to studies later on and, and other social aspects has kind of took me along the journey that where i've ended up if it wasn't for that time period i probably wouldn't have ended up where i am now
0: okay that's good so so the silver service you said you you come with a plan you have seen that these people are making money off my hard labor yeah i want to do it too yeah so what did you not execute at all did you try or did what was the first i guess what i'm asking is what was the first time you actually made money yourself as a entrepreneur
1: i'd say well after doing the silver service, that was while I was studying um, mm-hmm. early on. Um, then I went into the world of work at 19. Mm-hmm. So I worked for seven years for a company. And that was, was in housing, um, okay. social housing. Okay. And um, it was I'd say it was those seven years and getting an, a taste of housing. Yeah. That... Began to shape my future because I always knew that has then given me an appetite for property investment. Yeah. Um, that took me into a state agency. Yeah. That gave me the experience in the world of work. Um, and also the role that I had, I had quite a lot of freedom in that role. I could manage my own diary. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that again gave me the taste of this is the life that I want. I need that freedom and flexibility because that's how I work best.
0: You was working like that from 19?
1: Yeah. So 19. That doesn't
0: sound normal for a normal 19 year old to get so much freedom and get paid wha- as well.
1: Yeah, well, I started, um, it was a trainee role okay. um, and it should have been a 12 month program. And after six months, I applied for a job of a housing officer um, and I got the job. So I was the youngest housing officer in the company. Wow. But as a housing officer, you manage your own diary. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the work is outbound, so you're going out and doing visits yeah, yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have anybody sort of breathing down my neck or checking on what I was doing. As yeah. long as I delivered That's all that and mattered. I didn't have any complaints coming, they were happy to leave me to do things the way I did. So if okay. I wanted to work from home, I could. So that, you know, I haven't had that sort of call centre, nine till five, clocking in, clocking out. I've not experienced that and I wouldn't want to. Yeah flexibility is important
0: so that's so six months in at 19 you're still 19 going on 20 yeah um so what was that i mean i'm getting the vibe that you just learn quickly are you would you say that's accurate that you through education everything you pick up stuff
1: i'd say so yeah but if i've got a passion for something then Mm. you know i will learn very quickly i make quick decisions i do move very quickly um but then the flip side is i can get bored Yeah. Quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And want to move on to different things.
0: If you don't, if you not, if you don't like it, you.
1: It's not stimulating me mentally. Then, Yeah. yeah, it won't work anymore.
0: Okay, so you was there for seven years. And Seven then years, yeah. what, what was what was the change after that? What happened?
1: So then I took the plunge, um, handed in my notice. They asked me to stay for six months as a consultant, which I did um, part-time. So that kind of... What
0: do you mean consultant?
1: So I was still delivering work for them. So at this point I was doing youth and community work, okay. um, engagement. So if, for example, this housing provider was building in an area and they had to consult with the local community mm-hmm. and have them on board, which is a criteria mm-hmm. that they have to meet, mm-hmm. That's, that was my role to bridge between the community and the, the company to ensure that local people's voices had been heard, they've had that, an input into plans, etc. Um, right. So when I left, I continued to do that on a consultancy freelance basis for them.
0: What age was this?
1: So this was like, we coming on to 27. 27 at it's this still age. quite
0: young. I mean, for me personally, I, I think someone was 27, a consultant to local authority. Or housing um, association, whichever it may be, that sounds like a pretty big deal to for at such a young age. So, how would, how was it? Did you ever get any friction from older people? Yeah. sort of telling, them, <laughs> telling them what to do. Yeah,
1: especially being 19 and a housing
2: officer. Yeah, I was thinking
1: that. And you had people who had been in the company for years, applied for the same role. Didn't Here's get. me floating in 19. Six months later. Still got my job paced down, hairstyle <laughs> going on, you know. And all of a sudden I'm a housing officer and now they're below me. It didn't go down well. Uh. Um, I had to work extra hard just to prove myself at that stage. Um
0: did that bother for you at all did you think it for
1: a time but it gave me a drive
0: yeah that's what, that's what I was asking does it does it sort of spur you on because I know in a role I had I got promoted pretty quick yeah and I was told I'll be no it was, it's funny because I'll be honest I was the only option I okay. went for the job and I was like I was the only option and the the, the dealer principal was like oh he's not ready mm-hmm. told other people didn't tell me to my face but obviously word got back uh, he said I wasn't ready and then and that, that just made me know like, I am ready and I made sure that he knew That's it. do you know what I mean and within three four weeks he said he was right to make the decision to give me the job which was hilarious but mm. um, it does it gives you it, it's a lot of people I think will see the the having to work harder or people looking down at you or making it harder for you as a challenge but mm. I, I like you said it needs you need to If it, even if it does upset you which naturally it will I suppose yeah use that into your advantage and making that burning desire to, to prove them wrong, really. That's how yeah. I go, anyway.
1: Which is, I have admiration for young people, and I like mm. to, as much as possible, have young people working around me because mm. they've got a different energy, a fire in their belly. And
0: they see things from a different angle as well.
1: Yes, you know, we can get out of touch. I'm now 38, 100%. 100%. and I feel out of touch yeah. in a lot of areas. I thought I was quite youthful, and then you have young people around you and you realise, actually,
0: you get in there,
1: things have moved on.
0: Trust me. No, it's true. And, and it's good to keep young people around you because... And um, and even just if you're in an industry where people are not with it from within the industry, and they come with that ignorance, yeah, it can work in you to your advantage, in my opinion, because Definitely. they'll look at it from another angle, which no one else in the industry will look at. Yeah, and if you can listen and take that on board, that that edge can um, you can can do so different things and um, put yourself ahead of the pack, really. Definitely. So, well, I- so after that, you say twenty-seven. You handed yeah. in your notice, you was a consultant. What was the move that you he was, he was making at that point?
1: And then, and just to reverse slightly, Sorry. so one thing which is quite um, important, there was somebody in the organisation mm-hmm. who was the managing director, Alu um, Olin-Rawaju, his mm-hmm. name, and people couldn't understand cuz we had a brilliant relationship cuz I'd go and knock on his door yeah. as a frontline member of staff going straight to the MD past the past oh, wow. his PA <laughs> um and then he had me doing um conferences with him seminars and speaking oh, guns wow, and gangs really? with senior management people couldn't understand how i am working alongside the MD but that was because i had that fire in my belly and i wanted to make a difference for young people at that time do so
0: you think you With that sort of movement, if you like, or making those sort of moves, is that that because you don't overthink it, would you say? Because some people might have the same or similar sort of ambitions or ideas, but it's the MD because he's got his name on the door or whatever. And the the letters MD Mm -hmm. after it, they might not even think. Would you think it's like almost a fearlessness that you... Yeah,
1: because, I mean, he would walk the floor. I remember Friday afternoons, Ali mm. would walk the floor and everybody would be, like, sitting upright, <laughs> stand to attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, hey, Olu, how you yeah, doing? Yeah. You know, I didn't have that fear. So I think it's, you know, and I guess as I've got older, that has changed slightly. Yeah. But it is that no fear, you know, just push through if the doors, shut, kick it open, yeah. you know, don't allow anything to stop you from your destiny. And I had that mindset.
0: And I think, again, for people listening that may be younger and they have that energy and they have that fearlessness, but may still question doing things like that, or even older people, to be honest, yeah, that may have lost that or never had that. Yeah, I think people like your MD would have been, he would have liked the fact that you were so open and normal with him. Mm-hmm. Because imagine you're in the office of how many people working in your office and yeah. all of them just turned into robots and got stiff. Exactly. And then this one person actually treats him like a human. Yes that's probably why you ended up having the relationship, you were, or a large part of why you ended up having a relationship with him, because you, you saw him for for just being who he was, as opposed to Definitely. the MD. So yeah.
1: And we're still in contact today. Yeah, that's you know, amazing, so that's amazing. So that's it's having key people around you who can influence as well, yeah, and yeah, open yeah, up yeah. doors, but knowing how to approach them is key. Yeah, yeah, being a yeah. people person. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, sorry, we'll just say, um, so after that, you were saying you were 27 and you, you was making a move. So what was what was the next stage after? So what after had been happening,
1: garden? running parallel to that while I was still working, mm-hmm. um, I joined up with another four people. Um, and at the time we were called First Class Youth Network. Um, so very much a community, grassroots-based organisation. And we came together. We were 25 actually when we came together. So we have been running for quite a while. Yeah. Um, looking at putting events on for young people. Yeah. Um, so we'd put events on called The Struggle was the name of it. So there were like debate show type events um, with talent. And we quickly realised that we had something special because yeah. we were having sellout events. And then um, councils, local authority, um, youth services, they were all, you know, really observing what we were doing and of wondering course. how can we engage with this amount of young people that they couldn't. Yeah. Um, so we were running those events. And when I left, um, I went to do that full time. So we'd created it from a community-based group of friends into a business at this stage. What made you start? Passion for young people, literally, purely because
0: um, you, you saw it needed, which it does, and probably still to this day, yeah. um, need is needed. Maybe more so now. Some people would argue, but that that for me is important. Obviously, you you just did what you wanted, just almost for fun, maybe, or because you saw you needed it to be done, or yeah, passion, like of you of said,
1: both. yeah. And it married with the job that I was doing, okay. um, doing the community based work. And okay, I'd, yeah, of course. I'd be out, I mean, I can remember little patches I was covering. Balsall Heath was one of my areas, and mm. there'd be groups of young people who would hang around on the street, and residents were scared of them. Mm. Other housing officers were scared. But I'd go out and sit on the wall with them and have a conversation and say, Look, you need to, you know, you, you're scaring your residents basically. You need yeah, to stop yeah. and just have that general conversation. And I found that that worked better. Then, you know, going down there, getting an ASBO route, which is what the organisation were pushing, pushing for, to get antisocial behaviour orders, put on these young people so that they couldn't go into certain areas, they couldn't be out after a certain time, but it didn't resolve the root issue.
0: What was their reaction like when you'd sit down as a housing officer and say, you're scaring the residents? I
1: was fine. I was cool with
0: Not, them. N- no, th- what was their reaction to that information?
1: As in the company's reaction. No, the, the, the young, young people, people. Yeah, they'd would embrace me. they because I felt although I was older than them, but I wasn't hugely there wasn't a huge age difference.
0: Mm.
1: So I knew how to connect and I knew how to engage with them. It's
0: so the human thing. The same thing that worked with your MD. Yeah, it's that the these approach. that your colleagues were scared of talking to. Yeah, I just was saw the same them. approach that worked with the young people that your colleagues were. Yeah, scared of talking to, and uh, were they, were they even? Aware that they were having this effect, or were they?
1: Some of them were. They knew yeah, what they were doing, okay. but it was just having the conversation to to show them from a different perspective. Okay, um, and you know, really talk them through what some of the repercussions could be. Um, and it worked, you know. And then we, I built um a youth different youth groups in the areas where they could come and joined up with other companies that were delivering services at the time. So by taking a different approach, I recognise that actually mm. there's a different angle we can take here. Mm that can actually make a difference if we partner up with companies who are delivering services in the area so we're more impactful. I get you. And that's how First Class began to grow as well at that stage because I could then bridge the gap between young people and service providers.
0: So with First Class, you're saying there's like debate shows, you say, talent shows. Yeah. Whereabouts were these held?
1: Centrally. So we'd use South Birmingham College, um, different um, the library theatre, different venues, but mainly around Birmingham
0: totally independent you guys just yeah sort of set up and and started going yeah it's amazing so your first day out of work and it's like this is it yeah what was that do you remember that day do you remember what it was like i do Do remember remember that
1: that day yeah because we we had um some offices in a building called community roots on soho road yeah and it, it was it was exciting it was you know wow these are our offices you know desk PC printer. That's you know <laughs> this is all ours, um, and we'd, we'd hired staff as well. So it, it was an exciting venture.
0: And how long was it running for?
1: So we ran that until 2010. Okay. Um, what happened at that point is conservative came into power. Okay. And cut a lot of budgets. So the our clients could no longer deliver the services that yeah, they were. Yeah, of course. Um, huge learning curve as well because that that showed me at that point we've got to be more commercially minded. Um, and not really focused just on the public sector as clients Because when things change and budgets are cut That had a big impact on us um, So at that point myself and my business partner Nathan Dennis We then went in different directions yeah. And I set up engaged training and consultancy okay. um, And began to deliver training as opposed to delivering the work on you. the ground
0: Just before we move on to Engage Because um, I'm quite I remember I grew up in the era when you'd go to, like, youth club on a Friday or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, there'd be stuff going on after school potentially and you just didn't have time for nonsense. And now, there's if there is any gr- greenery, they're building flats on it or yeah. no one's around. So they, there are people that probably had a similar passion to you um, with the with the young people and they're building these businesses now. So with a more experienced business head-on, what advice would you give anyone that is, well, we're in conservative um government <laughs> again now yeah. so in a similar position where you were shutting down in hindsight wh- when you say partner with brand to speak on it a bit of what strategy you may have employed to make it work so if they are looking to do that what what they can do
1: so to sustain uh, it's having different strings to your bow basically so if you are delivering on the ground community based mm. work have another strand or another business that complements that one mm. that can generate an income okay, so whether it's a you. social enterprise Whatever it is, so you're generating an income so you can self-sustain so that if, you know, budgets change, which they do, you're not reliant upon anybody else right. to be feeding an income into your company. Easier said than done. yeah. But if you start with that mindset, that's how, that, how it will grow because we became dependent on the income streams without looking ahead and that was a big learning lesson yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah just having that that commercial side whether it's you know producing products that you're selling um additional services whatever it is just have an income generating arm to the business
0: okay okay um so engage yeah what year was that you started
1: 2010 that? i okay. launched
0: and was that totally just by yourself or? Was there no
1: one else? Yeah, so there was a bit of a merge period because Engage was starting to be formed um, before Nathan and I went separate ways. Okay. Um, but then it was agreed that I would continue with Engage and Nathan continued with First Class in a different right, format. Right, right. Okay. Um, so Engage was really, this is where my training career started. So I started to deliver training programs for companies um, around community engagement. So I'd package up everything i knew and put it into a training program so i thought as opposed to delivering the service for them let me train them on how they can do that in-house yeah um which was more cost-effective for them yeah okay of course um so that's where and that training then grew and evolved into different different areas um diversity and inclusion cultural awareness um some bespoke programs as well
0: Would you say you're quite creative
1: I'd say so I was I was questioning this this weekend actually was looking you? at I think I need to do another assessment right brain left brain because sometimes <laughs> I'm very left brain very logical list orientated and then other times I'm very extreme right brain
0: because when people talk about creatives they always talk about like you know, artists like people that draw stuff music artists whatever but li- sitting there listening to you and thinking about how my brain operates as well yeah it sounds like you had engage going, or you got you got a sustainable business, labor government, everything's nice, but you're still thinking and creating the next thing. And even with what we're gonna come on to with Amity and what you're doing now, it's mm-hmm. it's like, do you know what I mean? It, it just sounds like if you wasn't creative, you just it's like a music artist will make one album and then they'll never make anything else again. But by the yeah. time they release the first album, they're thinking about the next project, mm-hmm. so to speak. So
1: I'd say, I'd say more innovative okay so i see creativity as that having that creative streak to like different ideas but i think innovative is when you're coming up with new ideas to implement okay rather than actually delivering them right so i think right, that's right. where my strengths lie i'm a good starter yeah, yeah, creating yeah. things but then i like to step away
0: okay i'll get you okay you. so you, you sort of like the idea ideas woman
1: yeah i guess so
0: come up with it and then i get you okay yeah. that's interesting so we engage um how long was you how long was that running for? So and it's still, still running. running. Yeah. So th- when we spoke last time you were saying that it's something you was working on that you was doing before, if I remember rightly. Mm-hmm. Um so has that been running consistently, to consistent clients?
1: Yeah, so I'm about to really resurrect it big time this year. Um, it's kind of it's still been running in the background, but because Amity kinda of took over, mm-hmm. I was just doing bits through mm-hmm. it and nothing major mm-hmm. um i'm also an associate of another training company so a lot of the work i've delivered is through through engage right. um but that has taken me internationally training different companies right, um, right, in different right. countries so i've been doing that for the last 10 years alongside running amity as well
0: wow so didn't even know that that's, yeah that's crazy yeah so tell us about that whilst you're running engage you go on holiday you're on the beach yeah. Decide you decided you wanted to do what you uh, what I know you for so to speak.
1: Okay, so um, training, doing on a freelance basis, yeah. um, paying well, yeah. but recognize that that whole rich dad poor dad thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. If if I didn't work, I didn't get paid, and right. recognizing that actually I'm not running a business here. Yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. freelance, self-employed. Yeah. Um, so I went away to Tenerife with a friend for her birthday. Um, really racking my brain so I was on the on the beach March of twenty sixth. this was 2014 um, and sat there cocktail in one hand notebook in the other just thinking I need to make some decisions now when I return back to the UK I have to do something different and that's when I decided to set up a letting agency and why letting because I'd come from a housing background mm-hmm. I'd already been investing in property mm-hmm. and one of my clients in my consultancy had been an estate agent. So I'd learnt the ropes through consultancy, recognising that it's not rocket science. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I came back and opened the doors on the 1st of June. So literally set up the business, refurbed the shop, um, got everything in place, phone lines, internet, everything, furnished it. And didn't have a single client, but opened the doors on the first <laughs> of June in faith.
0: So when when you was on the beach, did you and you said you wanted to, you needed to make them decisions. Was it something that was in the back of your mind? Or was it yeah. something something that it wasn't? This a a all of a sudden, you woke up and thought, this actually. Hang on a second.
1: I think I'd been thinking that year, probably from the beginning of the year, because at the beginning of the year, I do a vision board every mm-hmm. year without fail. And I
0: since when did you start doing that? Just I'd say PVC. for the
1: past. Probably 11, 12 years now. Wow, okay. Yeah, quite a long time. Um, And it had been at the back of my mind, but because I was enjoying the training and enjoying the travelling, everything had been fine up until that point, but Mm. I'd reached the point of thinking, hang on, if I want to go travelling for six months and not do anything, Mm. how will I earn an income?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's going to pay for it?
1: Who's gonna pay for it? <laughs> and after us, you, you know, you start reading more books as well at this stage. Well, that's what I was doing yeah, and thinking. Yeah. You know, quickly recognizing I need to make some changes. So, although it was a bit of a knee-jerk decision as to what I was going to do, mm. I'd been thinking about it for a little while as to I need to take a new route.
0: I always think, and I'm started to think a bit more about how the sub- subconscious mind works. And you say it was a, it seemed like a knee-jerk. But obviously, you was watching. You said you was consulting an a letting agent or an estate agent, yeah. And you were seeing. At some point, you must have thought, Hang on a second, this is I could do is this. Easy, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the idea was was sitting there at some point. It just didn't come to the forefront and, until mm-hmm. until you had that cocktail. Yeah. What cocktail it. was it? Do you remember
1: <laughs> a mango mojito? <laughs> I remember it
2: clearly.
0: If I was gonna go drink mango <laughs> mojitos and try <laughs> and start advertising, <laughs> So you, um, I remember this. I remember the shop, when I first met you, it had been extended a bit. Yes. Um, but you said it was, it was well, you showed me the line. And I was thinking, how do you even walk around when it, it was, was tiny. that small?
1: Yeah, it was literally two desks. Um, you could just about swing your handbag round, probably 180 degrees, and that's it, you're hitting the wall. Yeah. <laughs> it was small.
0: I know as a coach, um, you'd say you'd probably plan, tell your um, clients to plan and make sure that they, they got things in place before they start. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from the planning let's say you've got the planning down all the rest of it someone might look at that and say well oh, hang on a second this shop's too small it doesn't look like connell's or whoever's office i'm not going to get taken seriously what what do you think it is that made you not care about anything like that and just because what i'm getting at is a lot of people don't like to start small yeah they want it to be perfect they want to have the perfect office in the perfect location sort of where you Ended the business mm-hmm. would be where a lot of people are wanting to start the business. Mm-hmm. What would you? What advice do you give people or your clients that you speak to that aren't in a position of perfection, if that is even a thing?
1: I would say just start somewhere. Obviously, mm. you've got to have things in place. I wouldn't say just erratically make a decision uh, in an area that you're not familiar with. Mm. Um, but yeah, understand the industry I th- at least. Yeah, know your yeah. industry. But it's also about testing the market. And if you put all your eggs in one basket and go big all of a sudden and it doesn't work, then you've invested more and you've lost more because, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of failure. So that's one thing. And I think, although I haven't experienced big failure, I think it's important not to let that. Most of the time while people are striving for perfection is because they're scared of failure. Yeah. So if you remove and eliminate the failure... And and tell yourself that if it doesn't work out, it's fine. I tried something because yeah, you'll yeah, learn yeah. along the way. 100%. Then that kind of ov- helps you to overcome that hurdle. But I think it's important, unless you're a big corporation and you've got big funding behind you and big investment, start small, yeah, yeah. learn the ropes and then grow with it.
0: Because, I mean, a lot of people don't realise that you can actually ruin your business by being too big. yeah wage bills and all them sort of things cash flow can kill you
1: yeah cash flow is the number one killer yeah. of small businesses yeah, so you've yeah. got to keep your overheads low initially yeah. while you're finding your feet and yeah. then you grow and your overheads grow with you
0: okay okay so i mean let's talk about some of the some of the achievements with amity i mean myself like i said I, when i met you it was it looked i would have been proud of what you had in your original um spot um seeing your boards up you just obviously as you get to know somebody you get to know their Mm -hmm. business you start to realize that they're actually about but then you moved um as you said you was going to you told me was going to move and you moved to Sutton Mm Coalfield You started doing with a different level of clientele what was that transition like was it something you planned from the beginning was it something that you had to slowly work your way into that because I some of the houses I was seeing, the way you marketed them obviously made them look extra special, but you could tell they were nice properties anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like trying to enter that market as an as a smaller independence of some of the big boys out there?
1: I'd say I mean it was something that I always wanted to do and I knew I wanted to grow and develop into other areas. But I also knew that the business would, would run for a time and then I'd sell it. So I started with the end in mind. Yeah. Um I'd say the hardest part of that transition was bringing the team on board because it's a mindset thing. So although my mind was already in Sutton Coalfield and already selling million pound plus houses, Mm. to get the team on board with the same vision was probably the most difficult thing because to sell a vision you've got to be visionary yeah, you know But 100%, yeah. if you can't see that vision for a lot I can see the vision but if the team members can't and that's okay because not everybody thinks and they're not yeah, wired yeah, yeah. that way yeah. if they were they probably wouldn't be working for anybody <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's true. I think the hardest part was to get the team to see that vision and come on board with it but once they did and they saw where we were going I think I, at every step of the way I'd get an idea and they'd look at me and think okay where are we going now cuz it would always be something <laughs> new yeah but they they learn along the way to to kind of speed up and come along on the process with it but that was the difficult bit I'd say initially
0: so how, what did you do how did you do you remember did you have a particular strategy or an approach to how you'd put the ideas across or would you just throw them at them I guess, in a the morning meeting
1: being a trainer I'm very very passionate about learning and development so for mm-hmm. my team i'd ensure that we'd go on team away days um okay. we'd do vision boards together for the company oh
0: wow oh wow um, we really do good.
1: goal setting because i wanted them to feel that they're a part of this it's not me dictating um i'm not an autocratic style yeah, i yeah, can yeah. be autocratic if i need to be but it's more of a democratic style of leadership okay so to ensure that the team are bought into that vision they have to feel a part of it and included yeah um so they become used to to my style um but then it's still difficult seeing is believing for a lot of people yeah and until you physically see it you can't always buy into that vision yeah yeah so by spending that time and cultivating that with them individually and as a team that definitely helps to overcome that
0: okay that's intre- I didn't even think of the link you are a trainer so yeah it, it's going to be because for me I'm actually at the very beginning stage of building a team and i i don't know how i'm gonna do it if i'm honest with you like i'm like yeah thank you i appreciate that because i'm thinking to myself i'm do, i've been doing this for three years now it's my baby i don't want anyone to come and mess up because my clients all touch wood speak highly of me i've never had a bad experience and it's when you pass that over to someone else and it's not necessarily their baby or you know picking the right people all the rest of it it sounds like a daunting thing and i remember your team and um I come. I come down to the office a few times when when I've when I've needed to, and just seeing the passion and how they even speak speak about you and how they, you can just tell you're loved by your team, mm-hmm. and you can tell by your the, su- the success of your business that your team are a good team. Yeah, everybody. Because you was didn't do all that in. by yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have done it by myself, but mm. we had very much a family ethos. Okay. Um, which has its pros and has its cons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but. Everybody was very much brought in and saw it as we're a team, we're a family, Mm, we mm. work together, whatever it takes. Mm. Um, So that, that was a big blessing. Um,
0: How did you, how did you go about knowing who to bring in though? um,
1: I've made a couple of mistakes along the way. Really? Um, Okay. You know, I've had different, I've had recruitment days where I've given, I don't do the normal traditional interview panel. That's, that's not me because people can tell you anything. Exactly, They can give you a CV that says anything. So you know, I recruit on sometimes potential, which can be controversial because sometimes they may not have those skills. But if they've got that desire and the drive and the motivation, then you can work with that mm. rather than somebody coming with all the skills. They may not, you know, deliver as well as somebody who really wants it yeah. and is willing to learn. Um,
0: that's, that's something in the motor trade. We like, and that's probably what I'll um I'll do with my own business. But when I was employed. As a business manager, part of my job was recruitment mm-hmm. and I'd uh, 10 times overtake the person that had no experience yes. over the person that's worked for whatever other big corporation and had picked up all the bad habits and mm-hmm. almost wants to come and tell you how to do things and if you've got a certain mm-hmm. culture and a certain ethos there, and they're not with it, it's, it, it can be a bigger struggle than actually taking someone new yeah. and, for want of a better word, moulding them into who, who you want them to be. So, But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. when when did you... When did you have your complete team? When did you know, or was there a point when you thought this is it?
1: Yeah, so we, we got to seven and yeah. I said, right, this, this is like the dream team. And that was being able to step away operationally as well. Although I would always have my hand in bits, <laughs> you know, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but I didn't have to physically be there. And I knew I had the right teams in, in team in place. Um, I'd say that was four four and a half years in yeah so it takes it takes time yeah yeah. um and one thing i know is fire fast you know if somebody's not the right fit sometimes it's you know people hang on to people and try and mold them and reshape them and give them more chances but you're doing your business damage and you're doing that person damage because you know they're not the right fit for the role
0: so you know because i've had people come and try and work alongside me partner with me and and i've got rid of them quick yeah and i started to think to myself am i like am i the problem I might have I just got a short fuse and all the rest of it but no. it's true what you're saying you, you, I can't sit here and try and be the nice guy and let you ruin my business exactly like burn burn leads or, or whatever the case may be and, mm. and, and then I give you a part of the profits as well it's just it's just not really yeah it doesn't really make sense
1: and one thing that was always at the back of my mind and you know it's difficult because if you if you bring in new team members and then your clients get to know them and then next week they're gone, go on, it, yeah. doesn't it doesn't look, look good look on you as a business. No, yeah, 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 but yeah. then by holding on to them, if you know they're not the right person, that can even look you're worse. doing more damage. Yeah, um, but if you've got a good relationship with your clients as well, which I did, mm. then they will tell you. Mm. Yeah, the best true. feedback will come yeah, from yeah, your yeah. clients. It's true. So just you know, go with and and m-
0: It might even be just a, a little comment as opposed to a full dialogue of what they think of them they might yeah they. you're right customers and clients they will drop a little a little sly they if they're not happy they'll let you know
1: well you just ask them yeah. and they'd appreciate that because <laughs> yeah, you, if you're growing as a business you need to recruit so they'll have that understanding it's true and, thought of and that. they'd value you, you, that they'd you, you, you asking them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah okay okay so what was that like that first time you was able to because you started it from scratch literally yeah. from from the idea on the beach to it's my team of seven, and if I want to go to wherever for a week or two weeks or longer, I know I can, and because that sounds like that—that's the goal. Yeah, for me, Do you know what I mean. That's that's the dream, so to see, so to speak. What was that like the first time when you realized that?
1: It was liberating. Yeah, yeah, to think, because you know, and it, it's we hear it all the time, but running a business takes blood, sweat, and tears, mm. and it really does. Yeah. You know, there's days when. I've been through the journey of thinking, what am I doing? Mm. Have Should I just forget it, pull the shutters, mm. call it a day? You know, we've all had those days and days when it's like, this is absolutely amazing. You know, life couldn't get any better. But then to reach a point where you know you can actually physically step away and yeah. your business is still running, it's so liberating and it's fulfilling as well yeah, yeah. to know that it was worth it. It was worth those late nights, early mornings, yeah. the tears. Yeah. It was worth the stress. It was worth the pain that comes with growth. You know, it was all worth it because that's that's what a business is, isn't it? If it, if it, if it's dependent upon you, then really you question: is it a business you're running?
0: Exactly, and that's the that's the point where I'm at because so I went away um, over Christmas and it was I needed it. I'm going to come on to that actually because one something you put on social media the other day, mm-hmm. but I needed that break and it's. But at the same time, I was there. I was thinking. No, if, in fact I'm lying when I got there I didn't care anymore but before I was leaving I was thinking oh, I'm going to be losing money because obviously you pay what you pay yes. and you spend what you spend but what they don't realise when you're self-employed as opposed to running a business like you said the time you're away you're actually it's a, it's a, it's a form of expenditure because the money's mm. not coming in Yeah, so you're losing money so technically you're, it's costing you even more yeah. than if you was in a 9 to 5 or if you had the full process in place where you didn't need to be there Um so yeah it 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 must like I said that's the goal now it's just to be able to just switch off more than anything mm-hmm. um and not be feel like a like I don't know just like I'm at work basically and If but I'm not working it's not it's not happening
1: it is it is difficult to let go mm. um but once you do, especially when you've got a team in place sometimes because I've been through this I didn't want to let go let let's say one aspect could be banking finance yeah, yeah, yeah. so with lettings you receive rental income in yeah, and then yeah. you pay the landlord and take yeah, a commission. Yeah. It took me a long time to hand over the banking to a trusted member of the team. Yeah. And it wasn't even a case of having access into the accounts. It was more, I don't want you to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, cool. Because if you make a mistake with a landlord's payment, they won't be happy. Yeah, and that's yeah. causing more headache for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually in letting go, I recognize that this mm-hmm. member of the team was actually better at it than and I was. was uh, but yeah. I thought only I could do this, <laughs> you know? So when you do that's let crazy. go, you empower your team as well. Mm. and, the more empowerment you give them, the more they want to make sure they're delivering well, the right, the right team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I found. So it was even more liberating because I'm empowering them; they feel more valued, and I'm free. What win was win. it?
0: What was it like leaving them? So you've done like you've done all that empowering. You've done um, you brought some in, trained them up. They've never. They've, what was it like walking away from that that family?
1: Emotional, I can imagine, yeah. So, I'm still in contact with them, and yeah, yeah. you know, the team the the majority of the team have gone over to the new owner, yeah, so they're yeah, still working said, together. Me, yeah. Um, but I'm still in contact with them. We've still got our group, our WhatsApp group, okay, um, so we stay That's connected. Good. And a couple of them have said, You know, I want to come back mm. and, and work for you again down yeah, the line, yeah. and I believe that will happen, yeah, yeah. So, but it, yeah, it, it's been emotional.
0: Did you, how did you tell them? it was happening
1: um i told them at different stages um so the one who i knew would take it the worst i took her out on her own for lunch um and just had the conversation yeah so she didn't she didn't take it very well at the time but she understood
0: Yeah, yeah
1: yeah why and where i'm going because she understands me
0: was it a surprise because i knew i i knew and I, and I wasn't You know what I mean I'm not, in, I'm not in the family Yeah So was it a surprise for her or?
1: I think I'd I'd mentioned it A few times Over the last Probably 18 months But I just don't think They believed it Yeah,
0: yeah. Didn't really Well I'll be honest It's not that I didn't I didn't take time To believe it Or not believe it It was more a case of People say stuff Yeah In business people say stuff And to actually execute it May have not been And plus it's growing You just moved Yeah it's just getting better and better and you're 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 doing better and better why would you sell it would be anyone else's fault without actually understanding and even to be honest you made me understand why um why you do things like that why you had the exit strategy from day one mm, yeah um you and um a friend of mine I went to you a college with actually he said exactly the same thing as you that you need to have a plan, an exit strategy. And he said even if you don't use it, you, don't, you need to be working towards something. Yeah.
1: Start with the end in mind.
0: Exactly. And um yeah, like I said, if you're just working there and you're getting your salary and you like, especially if this person's training you and showing you how to do it, why would why would you sell? It doesn't it doesn't make sense. That's everyone's dream to own a successful business. You wanna yeah. sell it, it doesn't but like I said, you had your end goal in mind, so
1: and people do ask why I sold it, and there are a few reasons, and mm. I'll go into more detail because I will be doing releasing something around that. But mm. the main things are I had my plan and I stuck to it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was doing well, and that's the best time to sell. Hundred percent. Why wait for the market to change, yeah. which I could I uh, forecast? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we had a lot of uncertainty with Brexit on the horizon. Mm. Yeah, that's all happening now, but. I knew the market would be affected,
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and not just the market, but our industry. Um, the industry is not regulated at the moment, officially. Oh, really? I didn't that know that. That will be coming in. There's a lot more red tape, um, legislation changes, and I could see the direction in which the industry was going, and I can see that what will happen is the bigger commercial agents will swallow up a lot of the smaller ones and take control of the market. So I thought, okay, we're doing well. I can see the changes ahead. Now's the time.
0: Yeah, he's made a smart business, man.
1: Basically. But also the other thing is I wasn't feeling the passion anymore as much as I was. Oh, really? And in this industry, you're dealing with a lot of people who complain. I'm not talking about the service, but you're dealing with tenants phoning up, my yeah, boiler's broken down, yeah. landlords, or the, they can't pay the rent this month, or then you've got landlords giving you a headache. And
0: Getting it from all angles.
1: It's not something, although it wouldn't be me, first hand but the team are not leaving each day feeling empowered okay or deflated and I thought this isn't in alignment with my values yeah so it wasn't it's, it's becoming less fun for you yeah
0: when when do you think when do you think that happened do you remember when it started to feel like
1: about a year ago
0: really yeah okay
1: yeah and I started to think okay well I said 5 years and we're approaching that so That's things crazy. are feeling right now yeah
0: that's crazy so you, you actually just you spoke it and it it, it almost happened everything happened as it's meant to yeah. the buyer came the market went or started to look like it was going to go away it's going to go and you felt the way you felt yeah so okay so end of um end of December like you said it was emotional you left Amity mm-hmm. what are you doing now what's the what's, what's the 2020 Melissa looking so like
1: 2020 so now I recognize that my skill and my passion is really around entrepreneurs um I know you don't like that word but
0: <laughs> I, I I don't mind when you say it because you don't really value but uh, yeah
1: I know it's flown around it's quite flown a lot, around yeah but entrepreneurs and, and small business owners yeah. um walking the walk myself living the journey I know you know the highs and lows I've made the mistakes along the way and from the outside in, I'm looking, there's a huge wave of entrepreneurs now. Everybody's setting up a business. Yeah. Some of them, you know, you can look at it and see whether it's sustainable. Yeah. Others, you can look at it and see yeah, it's not going it anywhere. It, yeah. um, but I've recognised that a lot of people, success is hitting them quickly as well. Quite a few social media's changed the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can't sustain it. So mm. I'm recognising that a lot of them are growing into like year one, year two and realising that they've created a full-time job for themselves with overtime and they're actually on below minimum wage. Yeah. So their dream <laughs> of setting up a business, they're actually consumed and they're stuck. Yeah. And I can see how strategically they can overcome that by some planning, some strategy, exit streamlining your business, um, taking yourself out of it. So because I've done that and been through the process, I just now want to go and deliver that for other people it's almost like I want to set the entrepreneurs free. Yeah, yeah, know? it's amazing. Um So it will be a range of events and training programs that I'll be doing this year.
0: And is, is it started already? Is it sort of in the wheels in motion? Well, sp- we've been, been doing it.
1: Looking at venues today. Oh, have so, you? yeah. Yeah, there will okay. be dates released soon. Um, Look out for them. Yeah, so it will be events and mastermind groups as well for entrepreneurs, but specifically those who are already in business, not startups. Okay. Um, okay. So okay. I'm looking at people who've been in business for one to five years as a niche. That's the point where you're starting to grow and you're feeling a bit stuck and frustrated maybe um, because you're stuck inside your business.
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking from experience, it, it, a lot of people, they think it's, it's the life. Like you, 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 I don't know, you sign up on company's house and that's it. You're given this new lease of freedom, but it it can actually be lonely. I I worked in a team of, or in a, um site that had about at least 100 people mm-hmm. and there were different departments like new cars used cars where i worked accounts mechanics parts etc i was friendly with at least a couple people in each department mm-hmm. and then it went from there to like my living room with just me and my laptop yeah do you know what i mean if i was lucky i had my son running about making noise and i'm trying to work <laughs> <laughs> that would be my most company i had but um but yeah it's it, it can be lonely yeah, and it can be daunting and it's what you said earlier as well was the days when you just want to you think uh, why am i even doing this mm. what people don't realize especially when you're a customer facing role is that you may be feeling like you don't want to carry on that day, and then your phone will ring and you have to be oh hi it's gavin from car buying guru how can i help you yeah. and you got yeah. to put the sales pattern on or whatever you want to call it but not only that
1: if you have a team you've got to stay and motivated be, yeah, yeah, and yeah. lead from the front you yeah, know That's true it's even true, though yeah. you're feeling like i can't carry this weight anymore yeah, and you have yeah. those days you do but how do you stay positive stay focused and mm. keep your energy when you're feeling like that it's a challenge
0: so would one of the things like i said earlier you went to dubai yeah Dubai, yeah a couple of weeks back yeah um what was what was your whole because you're saying about traveling by yourself was important obviously taking time out away from the business was important yeah. which i learned massively um over christmas can you just speak on why it is so important and just give me give me a bit of what you were saying um on yeah
1: that so while i was there i decided to go out and take a week out mm. um just for myself going through this transition just to be able to have my mind ready for the new the new chapter mm. um the first couple of days, I felt lonely. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Okay, this is me out here in Dubai, and <laughs> but I have a, f- a couple of friends out there who I met up with um, yeah. so that kind of took that away. Um, but having that time out just to think and recognize that actually you do need time when you're alone, mm. um, and I think I gave the example at the time of like a caterpillar going into a butterfly. So okay. you know when you're transitioning and transforming. When that caterpillar goes into the cocoon, which is it, it's its safety net yeah, almost, yeah, where yeah. it's reforming, okay, yeah. it turns into liquid. Okay. And I think that you know I've experienced that along the journey, and I was I was feeling that a little bit in Dubai, like you don't have a form, like you're not sure which way you're going, where you're going to emerge, when you're going to emerge, what it will be like when mm. you can fly because you're no longer on the ground, you're now in the air, mm. you know, and it, it's you're a different creature a different being so going through that process it's it's important to stick at it and that's what i learned you know even when you are feeling like you are fluid and you you've got no form mm. trust in the process yeah, yeah. because if you try and emerge too quickly too soon you may not be able to fly as high as you could yeah. because you've rushed the process yeah, yeah. if any somebody helps you out before you're ready again same thing you could die yeah yeah so having that alone time is crucial to be at, at peace with your own thoughts, your own mindset, knowing where you're going. Um as much as it is to have the the social environment as well mm. because you know we learn from each other, don't we? Yeah, and, yeah. and you know you bounce off each other. But getting the balance right is key.
0: Okay. Now that, that that's amazing. I mean, people don't realize how much like on a mental health side it can oh, have. Yeah. It 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 can be a lot you said you're right just to understand yourself take time because you, you're a service you're serving people all mm. day every day especially like in in an industry like you was in and the one i'm in It's it's not about me mm. it's like you said um landlords tenants yeah. clients constantly they, they're both clients really they're yeah. all coming at you and, and your business and ch- with complaints they're not going to call you and say Oh, it's been great today. I've had no problems with my house. They're gonna, and yeah. they're only gonna get in touch really when there's an issue. When there's a problem. So it's it's a lot to take on. Um. So yeah, I I, I agree with you. If you're able to have that that way or that that safe place or that happy place, maybe mm. um, time to, out. Yeah, and that time out for yourself is amazing.
1: Because one one thing, uh, last year and I didn't mention this earlier, mm. but I experienced burnout. Oh really? Which I think I mentioned to you before. Okay. Um. Literally couldn't. My voice went for three weeks. Like you I did couldn't talk. Yeah, did. I couldn't get out of bed. Literally, I'd stand up and I'd be dizzy and I had to sit back down again. Like, and I, I didn't understand what was happening. I thought, oh, maybe it's flu or. And after a while, I recognized that I'm burnt out.
0: Really. And recognize that yourself. You wasn't. You just, you just knew that's what it was. You after needed to rest. A
1: while, yeah, I just need because I went to the doctors and you know they were just saying you just need to rest, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never lost my voice, especially not for three weeks. That's crazy. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's scary. I had three speaking engagements and training and I had to cancel everything.
0: Not to forget you are a director of a company. As well.
1: Couldn't lead the team, couldn't do anything. And crazy. that was a wake-up call for me because um, I'm someone that just keeps going and going and going and going. And if you don't stop and take that time out and, you know, as as I was saying when I was in Dubai, just recharging Yeah, because, yeah. you know, your, your batteries run out. And once your batteries have gone, what use are you to anybody, clients, team, yourself?
0: What does success look like for you?
1: Success for me, it's not an end destination. Okay, I, I look on things as a journey. Yeah. But success for me is freedom. And when I say freedom, that doesn't mean being able to lie on the beach all day, every day. <laughs> it's a freedom of mindset. It's okay. a freedom of being able to go and help another another business if it needs it, whether that's in time or yeah, investing yeah. in finances. It's freedom to, to live the life that I dream of. Mm. So it's not... For me, it's not a, a financial target. Money's not my driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's being in a place where I am free to be. To do yeah. And to be who I am as yeah, well, which has been a bit of an awakening as well.
0: I was going to come on to that. You just seem from when we first met to now and especially like watching your social media and a couple of conversations we've had do you just seem happier mm. or I don't know if I don't know if that's the right right word but you seem a bit lighter maybe I don't know like a bit freer yeah bit closer to the, what you just um you just described as success would you see that would you say that's a a fair assessment would you say that you're in a a yeah. better place than you was
1: I'd say so I think running the business for the last like five and a half years, has Mm. been amazing. Mm. But the learning is even more valuable. And recognising that I was in a role um, as a business owner, as a leader, um, delivering service to clients. And I'd kind of had to put on this front at times. um, And I was talking about, you know, feeling that I lost myself in the process, like I lost my identity. And thinking, okay, who... Who am I? Yeah. Who are you in this role? Because I'm not an estate agent and yeah, people yeah. started to see me as an estate agent and I'm far from an estate yeah. agent. But then I had to live under that title for the success of the business for a time. Yeah. Um. And then just losing what am I about? What's my passion? What's my purpose? Mm. What makes me happy? You know, when you just get really tunnel visioned, if you're not careful, which happened to me for a time, in growing the business, in making mm. sure everyone else was okay and forgetting mm. about actually what do I want mm. in life, you know. <laughs> so now coming out of that, I feel like I'm reconnecting with my authentic self. And
0: do you think it's something you, how would you avoid doing that again?
1: Staying true to who I am. So regardless of what, you know, when I'll go on to run other businesses, I know I will,
2: Yeah.
1: but staying true to who I am and not feeling mm. that I've got to be a character or deliver things in a certain way to meet the requirements of a client for example and if that client doesn't connect with me then they don't connect with me but I have to stay true to who I am you know and it's a difficult it's difficult to balance because you can't be too radical (laughs) you know but then it's about still being true to who you are at all times
0: and I feel I feel exactly the same Um, I think we might have A conversation But I've I've been through that um, Where I was thinking I don't want I don't want to be That person I mean I I sit here In a shirt now Telling you But I don't I wore a suit Because when I was In the dealership I worked pretty much Seven days a week Minimum six days And every day Was a suit Shirt tie For Mm -hmm. five years So now it's not I I don't get excited Whereas before I worked there I used to get excited To put a suit on Because it didn't happen often Yeah I mean, i got somewhere to be this afternoon, so I'll, when I have to, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But um, little things like that, if I don't necessarily, don't mean I'm going to go there in like a tracksuit or go and see a client in a tracksuit or anything like that. But to mm-hmm. just be stressed like me or speak like me in the way I feel like with the business, what um, I like to do is try and advertise if, as if I was trying to sell to people like me that would like me because mm-hmm. if i make my business look like one thing and then when you actually meet me i'm the total opposite it's yeah. gonna be an issue yeah do you, do you get what i'm saying yeah. um so i totally get where you're coming from because and i think a lot of people again that might be thinking about starting their business think they have to be a certain way and they have to mm. and i think clients especially in this day and age with social media they see mm-hmm. right through it exactly they see right through it and they can tell that you're you're putting on a mm-hmm. a, a persona yeah. When I think no matter what demographic you're from, and going back to the whole thing, I don't I don't know the guy, but your your director, you said that you had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. I I just picture another type of director and people that I've come into contact with through BNI, for instance. Some yeah. of the people I got on with be in BNI, I might have thought, oh, people might have walked into that room and thought I got to behave a certain way to. Mm-hmm. But they respect you more if you if you're just yourself. learned exactly. I learned I that pretty quickly to be fair yeah um and you're just happier that way he wants to exactly <laughs> he wants to play because a role. you're Let's in decide. your own skin it's yeah. natural
1: you know you are the best version of you yeah, when you're trying yeah. to be someone who you're not you know you won't be happy because you're not in alignment with who you are yeah and people you're right people do see through that 100 and if people don't like you then they don't like you move yeah. on it's one of those and that's,
0: the, and that's the thing you can't sell to everybody you can't you can't provide your service or product or whatever it is. To, not everyone's going to like you. It's life. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Life.
0: It, 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 especially in this day and age, it's, it's you either get you either get a double tap or you get they scroll on. It. It's just exactly just crack on. You're not going to get everyone liking. You.
1: But I'd still say that personal branding is important. Mm. So you know how to carry yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how your appearance is when you're in different environments. Yeah. But your character shouldn't shouldn't change. change. Yeah. yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah.
0: So I mean, you mentioned it a bit. What's the um, what's the events and everything look looking like for um that are coming up in the courses? How what what people got to expect from your new project? Have you got a name for it, by the way? Is it so, still engaged? Well, it's
1: my still engaged, um, but I'm branding myself now. Okay, so, so it's it's Melissa Shervington. Okay, yeah. so you're stepping to the forefront now. Yeah. So yes, I'm not hiding behind a brand anymore. How do you feel logo. about that? Um, I'd say it's a oh, it's a bit. It's exciting but mm. it's a bit daunting because you I'm putting myself out there on the line mm. you know open and subject to criticism and all that comes with it. Yeah. Um but you reach a point of just accepting that you have to do it. It, it comes with the nature of yeah. the business doesn't it? Um so whereas before I could hide behind the brand so it was Amity it wasn't me. Yeah. Now it's me you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know it's it's a bit nerve-wracking but it's not going to hold me back.
0: Okay so so the um the brand the personal brand the business yeah like I said what what can we what can we expect what do you-
1: so it'll be a variety of things um ranging from small mastermind groups which are very focused um and as I said it's for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to streamline the business so that they can exit it either operationally or completely in the end um I won't be marketing it around exit strategies because I'll end up with Attracting people who have had enough and want out, yeah. (laughs) So it's more you're feeling stuck in your business. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's about how can you streamline that business. We're scaling,
0: but scaling not be a part of it. So,
1: scaling, yeah. So, yeah. there's growth, um, streamlining, uh, whichever direction they want to go in. Mm. So, there'll be different aspects, whether it be marketing, finance. I'll be bringing in specialist speakers and trainers as well for mm. different areas. So, I'm more of a facilitator of those discussion okay, and that okay, learning. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so th- there'll be one day events there'll be three day training programs and I'm looking to build an academy um, where entrepreneurs and business owners can become members of that so it'll be regular wow. quarterly meetings um, training wow. and like I said there'll be specialists so there could be a day that's just on social media or it could be specialist LinkedIn for example depending on what the needs are from, from consultation with these entrepreneurs um, so yeah so it'll be a, a range it would mainly be events led um, and then smaller training programmes running alongside that. Um, I'll also be speaking as well at external events. I'll be putting myself out there as a, a public speaker.
0: So we're, we're, if we want to find out about these events, want to book you as a public speaker mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, where, where can we find so out and keep her?
1: website's currently under construction, so mm-hmm. I haven't officially launched yet, um, but it's just melissa melissashervington.com. Okay. Um, so that should be out next month. Okay. Um and then I'll be using social media as a platform as well just to raise awareness around that and, and sharing the website where people can go. Um each event will be marketed separately. Yeah. So there'll be um different platforms that they'll be on. But yeah, so MelissaShervington.com will be the website. Instagram? Instagram is Melissa underscore Shervington.
0: Okay. Reason I ask about the Instagram in particular is because what you've delivered so far, like I said, when you're using Dubai. And if you can find the time, I know your your schedule's busy. Yeah. Um, do more of that because I found it and I, I, I reposted it and people were hitting me up like I was singing your praises. My friend really? actually was in Dubai at the same time, he lives out there. Okay. Big he, Um, he does property out there. And he was like, Wow, like, really? she's serious. He he thought I just found you on like Explore page or something. Yeah. And then when I started to tell him like um a bit about it, he was like, Oh, who's she? And I explained obviously it was a client and a and a friend and whatnot. So it's impressive. It's good, and it, it's needed, because um, I'll be, I'll be honest. There's a lot of people trying to do what you do mm-hmm. without your experience. Yeah, so there's certain people that obviously I wouldn't, I don't take driving lessons, or wouldn't take driving lessons from a person that doesn't have a driver license. Mm. And it seems to be a lot of people with provisional licenses dr- teaching people how to drive, That's so to speak. There's a
1: lot of coaches, yeah, business coaches yeah, out there, yeah. um, which I'm conscious of, but if you haven't walked that walk, yeah. you will never really know. Yeah. Never.
0: It's impossible. I, I, I know it's impossible. You couldn't tell me the stuff I've learned in the last three years. I didn't know. There's no way you could you could know that without actually going through it. Yeah. So I think, like you said, there's a lot of people. There's there's some people that are not really serious, and they do just want it for the bio. But there are a lot of people out there that really are serious about being entrepreneurs, and hopefully, some of the listeners here we will be able to draw inspiration from, from your um from your social media like I have. So keep on doing I'll what you're do doing. More of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll look, looking
1: into the YouTube channel as well. All of that. Because yeah. your
0: story like I said, you're one of the only people I've met that turned around. In fact, you're the first person I met that turned around and said, This is my business. I'm selling it in five years and you went and did it you yeah. smashed it. And um yeah, it's impressive. So if you can listeners, definitely check out um Melissa's social media, which just again just in case anyone missed it.
1: So Melissa underscore Shervington, Instagram um, website, melissashervington.com, which is coming soon.
0: Perfect. Um, And once again, thank you, Melissa, for your time. Thank you for Um, having me. Yeah, No no problem, no problem. I'll speak to you soon.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Okay, thank you for listening to the How Did You Do It podcast. Remember, we are sponsored by my company, Car Buying Guru. Check us out um, at Car Buying Guru UK on Instagram. Um, at Carbuying Guru UK on Twitter. And don't forget my socials if you have any questions or you've got anyone that you think we should get on the show. Um, or if you yourself want to come on the show, let me know. At Mr. Gavin Cameron on Instagram will be the best one to so drop me a DM. And yeah, thank you for listening.